0: Hello and welcome to Seller's Lounge. I'm your host Pritha Dube, an international sales trainer and founder of Success Vitamin, where we help organizations create sales superstars by combining the science of selling and the emotional intelligence. On this podcast, I sit across global sales experts to find answers to some of the most pressing revenue growth questions that are on the minds of business heads, CROs, and the startup founders today. We are spotting the top trends and tools that are disrupting the landscape of sales ready to graduate from sales 101 to sales 1001 stick around because class is officially in session jump right in hello And good morning, good evening, everyone who has tuned in to this particular episode of uh, this wonderful, wonderful talk show that we are having for quite some time now. And uh, today, you're going to particularly enjoy listening to this podcast, because what we have is a topic that is on everyone's mind. What we are going to talk about with our guest today is something that has everybody a bit confused also, a bit worried also, a bit excited also. And uh, what is that thing and what all that, if, if something is coming to your mind, hold on to it. And while we are discussing it, you will probably get a lot more clarity. But the guest for today and all of you, who know her? You will, the minute I tell her name, you probably will already know what we are going to talk about. So we have with us Denise Martha Bachman. I hope I have pronounced the name correctly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Denise. And uh, let me give a quick brief inter- intro to Denise before I'll then ask her to get us a lot, a little more understanding of who she is. Denise comes with over 30 years in sales, over 15 of those in ML, Mrs. Machine Learning and uh, AI selling, over 75 million in software, and having made the Club 85% of the eligible years. Uh, Denise left the corporate world last year to launch success with AI. Now you've got the topic also, I believe. She just recently launched her new Salivators program, yes, to help sales elevate the human connection in this world of AI. Can you imagine how interesting this is going to be? Uh, Adopting and adapting to the AI technologies within the sales process while cultivating the human experience. Isn't this topic very, very close to all of our hearts and something that we are very excited about? A little more about you, please.
1: Well, you already did such a great job of introducing me, Preta. Thank you so much for having me here. A little bit extra about me, I, my passion. I'm an AI enthusiast, but very much passionate at the same time about sales. And the fact that we have really... Adopted so many of these new technologies. We've wanted to automate so much of these mundane tasks that we've almost lost that ability to connect with the human and create this human experience. And so last year, having after having spent that much time in the corporate world, in sales, and with my experience with AI, I decided that it was time for me to work on filling the gap, which was originally to really educate all of us, whether you're in sales or not, but educate us on the not only the benefits of AI, but also the cautions with AI. As you mentioned, we fear it. There is confusion. And so, what I want to do my overarching goal is to make sure that we do as much as we can to educate as many people as we can about the beauty and the benefits of AI while also discussing the things that we should be aware of we should always embrace maybe not embrace with open arms but embrace with caution and as I embarked down this journey of entrepreneurship what I realized was that within the sales processes, process, we needed a little bit more help. So as you can experience with the introduction of LinkedIn and DMs, right? Everyone is hitting those DMs really hard. And the conversations thereafter have just been lackluster because we've relied heavily on automation and AI technologies to do a lot of the heavy lifting, which is great. We want to increase efficiencies, but then how do we make sure that the buyers or our connections, our network, they actually receive the human experience that they are so demanding now since COVID? I mean, we all know that everything has changed. Our world has changed since COVID. And while we've been a- trying to adopt and evolve to accommodate those changes, we're struggling. And so hence why I launched Elevators. And a little bit extra about me is that I live here in Houston, Texas. While I just turned 50 last year, I do have a nine-year-old and 14-year-old, so I still have young ones at home and uh, married and a dog and, you know, whatever else you can add to that. I love to spend my free time with the kids, watching them play baseball and softball, so that's about as exciting as it gets.
0: (laughs) That's really, really very exciting, and I'm going to quickly because I can't hold on to my excitement here, I'm going to quickly ask you about the Salovators program first. Please tell us what exactly happens in this program and how are you, through this program, bringing in that alignment of AI and the human connection? Because you're absolutely right that with so much of automation, automation, automation that every organization and sales functions are getting into, somewhere they are absolutely missing out on that human connection. I believe the salespeople are feeling it also that, you know, probably they're not enjoying it, that we are missing out on that human connection. But help us understand how this alignment is happening through your Celevators program.
1: Yes. So thank you. So Celevators, which if you haven't figured out, it is sell and innovators. And I brought the two words together and ended with a Z just because, you know, innovation, a Z, you know, So it was kind of fun for me to create the name, but it is a four or eight week program. The four week is really a condensed accelerated program. Eight week is more of the classic long-term spend more time diving into each of the subjects, but it is a four or eight week program positioned for sales leaders and sales executives who really want to adopt and adapt to AI technologies. So there are some great areas within the sales processes that we should adopt those technologies, primarily in four of them being in uh, client nurturing, in lead nurturing, in customer insights, and in forecasting. So we talk about those four key areas. But we also then transition and focus on if we are reducing or at least giving back 63% of a salesperson's time is spent on non-sales-related activities. If we're adopting and adapting to those technologies and giving them back some of their time, then they need to utilize that time more effectively in the human connection, in providing the human experience. So then we dive into where within the sales process can we not only cultivate, but elevate the human connection so that we create that experience that the buyers of today demand. So thank you for asking.
0: Oh, this is fantastic. This is so good because uh, you're right that there are a lot of these, and and I think uh, having been in sales and having worked and having required to fill up CRMs and sending follow-up mails and nurturing a lead. I absolutely understand that how much I used to dislike doing certain mundane tasks which are more administrative in nature. And I used to always feel that why don't they give me an assistant, you know, who can do all these things and I can and rather be talking to a client and doing the job that I'm hired for that is selling but we can't escape from it. That is part of the sales. I need to nurture a lead. I need to nurture a relationship. I need to kind of, you know, b- bring them all together. And that is how the growth can happen. Uh, help us understand more because people really do not still have got a hang of what AI is doing to them. Or is it like, you know, this? there are still these questions and doubts and
1: fear, Probably, oh, AI is going to take away my job, you know? and that's and that's a fair fear that we all have because look at have you i don't even remember her name prita but there's this robot ceo who is a they have designated her as a female and she is now a ceo of an organization of a company and to me that is scary it looks as though we could potentially be replacing people and it is a fear that we are going to replace jobs i think the world economic forum they said that i think 85 billion or million excuse me don't quote me on the exact number but around 85 million jobs will be replaced with ai 100% that's just the way it's going to be however they also did say that not, at least 95 million new jobs will come out of the replacement of ai so we are going to adopt evolve and shift and hopefully upskill ourselves so that we can now adopt some of these new roles that are that will be created because of AI. But I think really what we need to do is while of course I am an AI enthusiast and I love AI, we do need to be caution or caution of of how AI is evolving so that we are aware and educated and potentially actually engaging enough that we can affect the trajectory of AI. It is something, of course, to fear. So maybe not fear, but at least have caution around. And it will most certainly get to a point where we should fear if we don't start getting engaged, start getting involved, start start becoming knowledgeable, educated. So I guess I go back to, you know, there should be somewhat of a cautionary consideration as it relates to AI. And those are, I think, a whole nother conversation that we could probably have for probably an audience that really wants to dive a bit deeper into the specifics around AI, some of the examples where we should be caught more caution cautionary around. But as it relates to us, the common folk, the everyday folk, while we need to be educated, be engaged, help make a difference in the trajectory of AI, we should also start to utilize it. We should really leverage AI where we can. So, because I don't know, I know you know this, but I don't know if everyone else realizes in the past, it would take five to eight interactions with a potential lead for them to actually finally engage with you. But now that number has increased to 15 to 20 different engagements in, or, or interactions for them to actually engage with you. That's a lot. And we are, as salespeople, we are bored very easily. Or if we're not bored, we always spend our time where we think the money is going to come, right? And so spending time on tw- 15 to 20 different interactions sometimes can be so boring and time-consuming and take us away, so we think, from closing business. So that's when we should leverage AI and and automation to help us in those areas so that we can still nurture a potential lead, and then, of course, nurture a client so that we can spend our energies actually engaging, again, providing that human experience. So I think I kind of went two different directions when you asked that question because I did want to isolate. Yes, we should be cautionary of AI and the future of it. We should be engaged, knowledgeable, and learning. That's a whole nother conversation. But as it relates to us in sales, I think we should, while we should be cautionary, we should adopt it to give our clients that experience that they are so demanding these days. Yes, point
0: taken. Both the sides need to be balanced in a way. And we probably need to be a little more mature to understand where is it coming from and where is it going and where am I vis-a-vis this new change that's happening and what are therefore what are the steps that I need to do in order for me to adapt to this new change that is going to come and always it's better that rather than fearing it we should always have that growth mindset and try and see that how I can leverage this to my you know best potential and whatever I can do to at least leverage and take advantage of it. The question is many a times as salespeople even if you ask me AI is now suddenly the disruption has happened and it is going so fast. The changes are happening so fast. It's overwhelming for a normal salesperson. It gets very overwhelming that, you know, today um, I am talking about just automating a few stuff. And uh, suddenly I see that. There are articles, and there are every you know there are so many people talking about selling on the metaverse. Now imagine a normal, common salesperson like myself, who is still struggling to achieve my quota. I am I have just got used to probably using an automation tool and and setting up those cadence and uh, sending those follow up emails and 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 lead nurturing. I'm using an automation tool for that. And someone saying, "If you are not on Metaverse, you are missing out." Imagine the kind of, can you know the the mental state or the emotions that we could be feeling. So, give us some assurance. Give us some encouragement. Then is that what is it? Should we you know how much overwhelm should we get?
1: That's a good question because it is overwhelming when you think about the different mediums or paths that we can take to closing a deal. And as it relates to the metaverse, I would say just ignore those for right now. Everyone is using metaverse because it's the hype, it's the new shiny object, right? But the reality is, People are dabbling, and their success in that dabble is not overwhelming. They're not super successful right now because they're just adjusting and learning. I think that we should stay focused on the the four key areas that I think we should be automating. We should stay focused in those pro- in those processes or parts of the sales process, and leverage social media. So find ways to leverage social media. But let's stay away, or at least until you are absolutely made to, I would just maybe at least take caution when listening to the metaverse conversation so that you're at least aware and educated. But I would say, put it aside, focus your energies on what you can control. And what you can control is your social media and within the sales processes, adopting and adapting those strategies there. I think this makes absolute sense because, you know, I'm also a salesperson. I also
0: get overwhelmed and I'm suddenly I, I hear that and I'm a solopreneur. And if I'm doing my own business and if there's someone who is telling me, oh, you should be in metaverse. And I'm like, I'm scratching my head. How am I now going to be on metaverse and doing this business? So and then I decided that, no, it's 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 still not time for, for the metaverse, for us to, be, to worry about metaverse. I know that future probably is going to be even even more amazing. The idea that I I have in my mind is that hopefully these tools will help us do our job better, but they may not exactly be able to do what we can do. Yes, they can help our, you know, the quality of our output could probably get a lot better, but can they completely emulate us and be who us? And that is where I'm now... I'm I'm delving into this thing of human connection. You know, so what are those aspects, even when you are using an AI, how what are those human connections related aspects that a salesperson should keep in mind? Even if I've been in an automated process, say I am doing lead nurturing and I'm in an automated process. There is a high chance that the customer may understand that you know this is this has come via some automated channel and it may put put off some customers and they say that what you don't even you can't even send me a personalized note you are sending me a dm and it's a it's you know you're sending it to because it happens right people have started using sales navigator and probably any other tool where there is ai involved in it and it's a mass messaging that is going out and uh, when it hits our inbox or dm we realized that this message was not even meant for me, but it reached me. So this is where the salesperson should be a bit careful, right? So wh- where is that human connection that they can bring in when certain things will become automated?
1: Yeah. So I always say it's okay to automate your outreach, most certainly, especially again, as we go back, it's no longer five to eight, it's 15 to 20 touch points before someone will actually engage. So yes, do automate. But where it's important for the human connection is as you automate, it is your responsibility to be cautious of how you present, how you create that email that you're sending or DM or whatever example we want to use. Make sure that you have Created it such that it, that when you put in names, that it looks a bit more personalized. But the other is, You know, you can only do so much of that. The ones that you want to target personally, that you, for whatever reason, you have a connection with them, maybe you saw them, maybe you met them, whatever that maybe there's something about them that you know that intrigues you or that you have in common with them, then instead of automating that part of the process, the initial engagement, you personalize that one or after maybe they don't fall into any of those categories and you start automating at the very beginning, you are cautious of the workflow so that every time they either respond or you send them something new within that workflow that you have looked to see, did they engage? Did you come across some of their work that you weren't familiar with before that you could automate? And instead of allowing that workflow to move as it as you had programmed it to. You stop it and you start to engage and then start the workflow back again. So our job as a salesperson to give them that human experience is to make sure that whatever we automate, that we are very in tune with what is being automated and whether or not we need to stop the automation in order to personalize and then turn back on, or whether we start with the personalization first and then turn on automation. So We just have to be intuitive and responsible enough to understand where our authenticity needs to play in the human aspect of that. This is is why
0: salespeople should listen to experts and they should talk to experts because this is exactly where a lot of salespeople end up doing the mistake, Denise, because they think automation means my job is done. I now don't have to look at it at all. <laughs> now I have set a cadence. I have set a workflow. It is now going to happen automatically. And then I can go back and blame the tool. You have given uh-huh. us a tool. <laughs> the tool is doing all the mistakes. But this is where, again, how we can bring that human connection. Because the again, to start looking at the tool as a tool, a tool that is supposed to help your work or help you do a job better. And it is not supposed to do your job. It is supposed to be only your support system so that you can do your job better. And that is how we need to look at these tools. And if we start then delegating everything to the tool to the machine and say that now you do my portion of the job, then yes, you do stand the risk
1: of getting replaced by that machine, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. If I can if you don't walk away with anything else, AI should augment, not replace. Yes. Augment, not replace us. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Get it in your head that it's supposed to augment, not replace. Exactly, any particular tool, any such, uh, or rather, any 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 such disruption that the salespeople should be cautious of at this point, or uh, which is not, of course, as. Uh, maybe extreme as a metaverse or a hologram or something like that. I'm not talking, I'm not getting into that, but in the current scenario with whatever these, because so many, you know, in RevOps, there is AI happening. In prospecting, there is an AI coming in. In lead nurturing, there are AIs coming in. In client account management, there is AI coming in. But is there any such other than artificial intelligence or even artificial intelligence itself is probably going through a lot of change. And with this chat GPT and other aspects that is coming in, you're building your resume, you are creating your script, you're building your uh, entire cadence. Also you're just giving a prompt and the entire cadence and the workflow is also getting created uh, nowadays. Any such disruption that is important, like it's like, like peeking around the corners about to enter our lives and We should be aware of it or we should know this right now. If some suppose somebody is not that aware and not that exposed and right now or not studying so much through this particular show, can we uh, make them educated? Is there something that is happening very strongly or the vibe is there and one must either start gathering knowledge about it or start getting prepared on it?
1: Yeah, I would say there are a couple of different areas, but if we're talking about specifically as it relates to the sales process, something that we're seeing a more and more of are the automated bots, the virtual assistants that we really need to be cautious of because they can model or mimic a human conversation In real time, and we need to be cautious of starting to attempt to adopt these if organizations are wanting to implement them they want their sales teams to leverage them, then we need to be cautious of making sure very much like the outreach when we're talking emails and DMs, we want to make sure that we are entrenched in the workflow, in the process. We need to do the same with the bots because the bots can actually be super scary in that they can seem as though you are truly, immediately, in real time, communicating with a human. So we do need to be very cautious of how we leverage them and that that same um, thing focus that we spend on the email and DM workflows that we're spending on the bots as well. But I would say the other thing I would really make sure that we're cautious of, it's already here, people are leveraging it, but how we use chat GPT. I do believe that chat GPT is really awesome. It helps us convey some of our thoughts. It helps us as we have Maybe drafted an email, put it into Chat GPT, have it maybe correct it for you. But don't get too lost in the output that Chat GPT gives you for two reasons. One is you want to make sure that as you give your clients or your prospective clients that DM or that content or that email, that you have personalized it and made it sound like you so that when they actually get on the phone with you, how you speak to them in your messages or your emails actually reflects how you speak to them in person. So make sure that you are cautious of that. And the other is that remember that when you are utilizing chat GPT, it only gives you data today right now up to 2021. Anything after that, the data has not been scraped and it therefore is not being pushed into the Language models. So you need to be really cautious of making sure you go back to and add specific quotes or specific uh, statistics or whatever it is that you're using as a reference point. That you address those the newer ones rather than leveraging the older ones because no one wants old data. You can access old data anywhere. You need to make sure that whatever you take and utilize from Chat GPT, that you've checked it. The proof points are more current proof points that we can use today that make more sense. Because as you know, Prita, we've seen the evolution of not only the sales process but the buyer since 2020 with COVID. It has changed so dramatically that we have to leverage proof points from today and not from the past. So I gave you more than what you wanted. I actually gave you two. two to, one that we're actually leveraging today and one that I think is more on the horizon.
0: Yes, and I think that is, with, with GPT, especially because you said that the data is till 2021, and that is so right because as salesperson, even if you are talking about creating a messaging through GPT and you've given them the right prompt. But still, the industry information that the Chat GPT is going to pick up and if you're reaching out to a client in the pharma, for example, and a lot has changed in the pharma industry from 2021. Or if you are getting into a fintech Company and you are trying to reach out to them. A lot, many, the huge changes has happened since 2021 in the fintech world. Now, if you rely completely on whatever Shadgipit is giving you the data on the fintech industry, imagine the the loss of credibility that is going to happen for you as a salesperson and you're reaching out to a CXO level someone, say a CTO, chief training, chief um, the technology officer, and you are sending, and that's a knowledgeable person out there. And you are just you just copy pasted the chat GPT information and that, that's it, you lose it. You lose a deal, not only a deal, you lose your credibility, you lose that uh, client's, not only that client forever, but that, that CTO is going to remember you and uh, they're going to probably talk and laugh about you among their circle that uh, this is a company who tried to reach out to me saying that they can help a f- fintech company like us into something, something, something. And they are themselves not even abreast with all the changes that is happening in the technological world. So imagine how how difficult and how hard it is going to be for you from there on. How are the sellers taking this change? Have you spoken with a lot of sellers? Have they, do they share with you in terms of how are they coping up with this change and how easy or difficult they're finding to
1: adapt? I think in speaking with most of them, The ability to adapt to this ever-changing sales world that we're living in since COVID has been, in some cases, it's been easy for those that are experienced and knowledgeable and really are adaptable. For some of the other ones, it's been a bit of a challenge because you have the pressures of the organization giving you these tools that they want you to use because they want you to be more efficient. And the sales reps themselves are getting lost in what do I automate, you know, how much of it do I? leverage? How much of it do I not? I've got to meet the metrics that the organization is is pressuring me to meet. How do I do that effectively and still retain that personal touch? So I think that quite a few of them are struggling in the ability to adapt effectively. There are a few that most certainly are doing well at it. And those are the ones who, as I mentioned already, are experienced, they're knowledgeable, they're adaptable, and they also kind of pave their own way. Right And they and they get their job done such that they've built this credibility, that they can do what they need to to be successful and and leverage what they can and then leverage themselves more than the automation tools. But I think that that comes again with maturity in this as a salesperson and as an individual.
0: And and I think one needs to also have that inner desire to grow and to become better with each passing day because it's only then that you're going to find that maturity that I need to grow I need to adapt the things are changing rather than sitting back and cribbing that things are changing and so I can't help it you will start to utilize these change and you will start to adapt to the change and you'll probably work on developing your emotional and mental agility so that. whatever happens, you are sailing through those changes and you are
1: able to come out of it with success. I did want to mention something though, because I think that that's going to be the differentiator between a good sales rep and a bad sales rep. In this day and age, because of the evolution and adoption of AI and, and automation, if we are not evolving as humans if we are not evolving as salespeople, we are going to be non existent. That doesn't mean that we're going to die as individuals. But what I do mean is that you will be replaced with someone who can do your job even better, more so than ever before. You know, we always talk about sales being super stressful and very demanding and really hard. It's still going to be that, but it's going to be even more so if you don't know how to evolve to accommodate these new changes within the sales process.
0: Very true. And, you know, one of the programs that we run with our clients and so I focus a lot on the emotional intelligence part of the salespeople. And uh, in today's time, I especially feel that this is, this holds a very important role again, because of the same thing, because we are losing that human connection. We are not connecting with them. See, as you said, rightly mentioned, it is taking 15 to 20 connect touch points to finally being able to speak with the client. And those touch points are mostly digital. You know, either either we're connecting through our social media or they are on our website or they're going through some Google, uh, Google AdWords or some Facebook ad and everything else we are doing. And the client is also spending around 80 to 83% of their time in first evaluating everything digitally on the web. And then thereafter, they've kind of almost made their decision is when they are saying, okay, now I'll speak with the sales rep. So imagine how much of the work is happening on that online system. And then the salesperson will come and it's only then validation of the thoughts that, OK, I this is what I thought about you. Now, let me validate whatever I assessed about you through my online research. Is that right or wrong? And if that turns out to be right, then OK, fine, let's go ahead. If it turns out to be wrong, OK, I have two more in the pipeline whom I need to speak with. Maybe I'll go and speak with the other other two people.
1: Well, and Prita, that's so accurate. And just to think, by the time they've got they've made their selection, they've already done their homework, they've researched, they already have in mind, they've narrowed it down to the two or three that you mentioned. When they go to each of those two or three vendors, the differentiator, because they already know what the products can do or the service offering is that they're seeking, they already know what you're offering them. The differentiator is going to be the experience that they get either with you or or with the organization, or even potentially both. And so you have to be the differentiator. And the only way you can do that is, of course, we all know elevating and cultivating the human connection, but having that emotional intelligence and having the ability to be adaptable and to evolve with the changing times within the sales demands of today. So I agree 100% with you.
0: Absolutely. And another, another thing that is evolving and more so because it's is—it's a, a demand coming from the buyer side is integrity and ethics from the salespeople. Because gone are those days when you can sell anything to anybody and you will be termed as, you know, hailed as the best, you know, salesperson or sales superstar. Gone are those days. Buyers have started expecting ethical selling now from every salesperson and that is also where the emotional intelligence comes in to help because if you are not emotionally intelligent you won't be driven by a personal integrity and then the sales is not going to be an ethical selling for them and that is also a portion these these personal integrity ethics in selling agility resilience These are certain things which are only with a human. A machine
1: can't bring all these things, no, isn't it? Because 95 to 98 percent of buying decisions are emotionally based. You can't create that emotion with a robot, it can only be created with a human.
0: Exactly. The robot will only do some, you know, transactional conversations based on whatever codes have been fit into them. But beyond that, to understand where the customer flinched, at which statement of mind the customer flinched, and where I could see a slight twinkle in the eyes, and where the customer, at some statement of mine, the customer had a broad smile. Now, these are very important cues for a salesperson. How else are we going to do that if we are Always behind a machine, and uh, we are not even trying to build a connection, a human connection with the with our customers. How, how are the customers taking this whole change in the scenario of artificial intelligence coming in? And of course, they are also realizing that they are dealing with the bots at lot of places. They are dealing with these bots, and there are these things are AI. Um, how how what has been your experience of with the
1: with the buyers? I mean, there are going to be some, of course, that love that don't like to talk to humans, and they're happy with the bots or the automated and AI technologies. I mean, that's the reality of it. But for the majority of the buyers, they hate the AI and automation, except when it benefits them, right? So as it relates to going out and doing the research and homework before they go to a vendor, they love that they have access to that information. They can leverage chat GPT. You know, there's so many different other tools out there that help them get the insights that they need as a buyer that, of course, they love that aspect of it. But they hate the automation. They hate... I mean heck i'm an ai enthusiast and i despise those automated dms right now i like to leverage the automated solutions i mean of course who doesn't right i mean especially those of us who are really good at being able to balance or harmoniously manage the you know the the difference between an ai solution and us if we can do that well we want to leverage those solutions where we can so we can continue to do the other part of the human aspect of it well but you know, I don't even love being sold to or attempted to be sold to by an automated. So the buyers of today don't love it at all. So that's why we really need to focus on, yes, let's leverage them where we need to, but let's really hone in on and upskill our craft at creating that human experience, giving them that experience that they are demanding. Exactly. And sales is all
0: about putting the customer at the center, right? So Don't be so excited about this whole AI, AI, and try and get everything into that automation aspect, uh, discarding the, the feeling of your buyer, discarding what your buyer wants, actually. Because you're right, most of the people that I have spoken with, everyone says the same thing. I do not like this. You know, sometimes, and Nowadays, with the chat GPT and all that stuff, even the messaging and the AI tools have also started sounding so smart that it is also a big, big risk or a big challenge with salespeople. Sometimes the buyers say, "I I receive a message or I receive a call and I don't even know it's a real person connecting with me or it's a human. It's a it's a it's a machine connecting with me, and it is creating a confusion in their mind also." And that is why I think when we are using these machines, what you mentioned about monitoring them, supervising them, being on top of those tools so that you can change the words, you can change some framing and let it then sound exactly how, it will sound when you face to face when you are you're personally talking to a customer how are you going to sound it's it's going to be very much like that when i um was working on my on my business and i started off with said okay uh, let me start with my online branding and many people were taking help of these brand strategists right so i thought okay let me connect with one of the brand strategists and um, I connected and I hired somebody for a very short period. The reason we had to part ways was that because I started feeling that that person's writing, the way that person is creating the content, the words that the person uses and the framing of the communication, that is not me it's not me at all. I don't talk like that. I don't use those kind of words. I don't sound like that. I am more informal in my communications. I use a little bit of informal words when I communicate. And that person was using a lot of formal conversations and full grammatically correct. I do grammatical mistakes. And uh, whenever I am talking, I I am comfortable. I am I'm fine with all those mistakes and the you know that comes out of my mouth when I am communicating. That is the human me. I do not even desire to be the perfect person. Uh, you know as long as I can come across as a human to the other person and the other person knows okay fine this person can make mistake because she's a woman and I want that to come out, the real me who is authentic, the way I am, full of mistakes, full of faults and flaws. I want that side to come out, not some perfect thing. And then they're going to meet me. They're going to talk to me and they will be like, mm, something is that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, look at how successful you've been with who you are, just being yourself, your authentic self. How much success have you had? I mean, it's been amazing, right? Absolutely, absolutely
0: amazing. And I think that is true for each one of us, uh, Denise, because you look at our entire group, look at each one of us. The reason that each one of us, if you look at Chris with his all those Hawaiian shirts, he's he's unapologetically himself. He says, no, that's me. You have to see me like for who I am. You have to love me for who I am. You know, the, the kind of talks uh, Marcus with his absolutely on your face you know I'm going to show you a mirror that's what that's who Marcus is and that's what he presents to the world the reason why each one of us uh, we are also selling we are all constantly if we are doing our business understand we are doing big time sales big time sales is what we have to do and we are also going through these same changes and the same disruptions that every salesperson is going through But we are adapting to it. We are being uh, agile to that entire thing. We know how, and we probably are showing a lot more maturity. But the reason, the main reason why we are able to be successful is we are probably controlling these tools and we are not letting these tools control us, isn't it?
1: 100%. And we're allowing that human connection to continue to not only cultivate, but elevate that be in our authentic selves, which I think is so very important. I think in this day and age where we can get so caught up in the noise and confusion, those that shine are their true authentic, are those true authentic individuals who you see what you get with them and they're not trying to be anyone else but themselves. They are the ones that create that human experience for their clients. I think
0: there should not be any more words spoken after this. This is the you know, success mantra that one should remember because this is what ultimately brings that success. This is the elixir. This is what you need to remember. This is what you need to have. And this is what should give you that power That because that power is inside of you. It is not outside of you. It is not in any machine. It's not in any other tool. It is all inside you. And it's it's all about what you believe and what you think of yourself, And um, bring that out, have that maturity, believe in yourself. End of the day, these tools are also made by humans. So there is nothing to be so afraid of until and unless you you submit yourself completely to that tool. Just uh, keep your eyes on your goal and uh, no matter how many goals you have, Stay focused and uh, grow and don't be afraid, as you have heard the experts speak here itself. Don't be afraid of these tools. Adapt to it. Yes, caution is required. You need to be cautious and you need to have that maturity to understand how much of caution and on what all aspects I need to be cautious about. But yes, adopt it and adapt to it. That is what is going to keep you Growing forward, thank you so much, Denise. It was lovely, lovely, lovely speaking with you. And I think this episode and your words of wisdom is going to give so much of confidence and so much of encouragement to all the salespeople who have been roaming around pretty confused that, you know, what's going to happen to us in the future. I think this is going to give us a lot of assurance. So, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me here. And I appreciate the, in the beginning where we asked, we answered and asked a lot of questions, but then it just became a conversation because this is really what is going to drive us as individuals to change is having these conversations because then we are going to become a part of it. We're going to become aware and we're actually going to take action. So thank you for the opportunity here.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, lovely having you all, my audience. And I'm going to see you in the next episode till then stay tuned, take care, and God bless you. And that's a wrap on today's episode of Sellers Lounge. A huge thank you to our guests and of course all of you sales champions out there who tuned into this episode. If you found value in today's conversation, make sure to follow the podcast and share it with your sales buddies. Please also leave a review. Sharing what you like about this podcast. And if you want to take your sales game to the next level, head to my website, thesuccessvitamin.com, to get loads of exclusive content and courses. This is your host, Pratha Dube, signing off with a reminder that if you are not selling, you are not winning. See you next week.